My name is Chris Lanuti, and welcome into the EP Podcast, our first ever live broadcast. Uh, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty there at the beginning, so I'm sorry if you had to go find the other link, but we are up, we are running, and we are about to start the show. If you want to jump in and talk to us and you're using the Podbean app, all you have to do is click on the guest and call in button right on the app, and you'll be connected to us right through the application. We have a full show for you and a lot to talk about, and that's why we wanted to go live and try this out. This was something we were thinking about doing a little bit further on down the line, but the world has changed a lot, really, in the last week since we last talked to each other. So let's get on to this show, the EP Podcast, found everywhere. Podcasts can be found, and always at the EP Podcast. The EP Podcast, heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at the EPPodcast.com. So originally what happened is that we sat down and we recorded what we would normally record for the EP Podcast, okay? We were like, okay, let's... uh. You know, do our show. We talked to Mark Marzullo. We recorded him on Thursday evening. Hannah was down here. We had a couple other guests come in. But really, look at what has happened to the world in the last three or four days. It, it's crazy. It's scary. I have three kids. There, there's a lot of questions. I have a four-year-old that I actually had to take in and have him tested because he had 103 temperature and it wouldn't go away. And he was shown to not have strep throat or the flu. And they had to give me full battery of tests. I mean, I had to lead him to the door. We, we had to pull up. And I had to wait in the parking lot to be told it was okay to come in. They met him at the door and put a mask on him. I felt so bad for him. He's crying. The doctors have masks on. The nurses have masks on him. But because of the precautions, they bring him into the room. They do three or four swabs. He's petrified the entire time. He's got an older brother. He's got an older sister. All they're doing is talking about the coronavirus. And because of that, he was just a disaster. He was like, he he's sitting there telling the doctor, I have the coronavirus and I'm going to die in his little four-year-old voice. And I think what we're forgetting is how scary this is for our kids. It is just, uh, it, it, it freaks them out. My, my son, Dominic, has hugged me more in the last three, four days than he's ever hugged me. My 14-year-old is moodier than she's ever been. And like I said, my four-year-old was petrified. And I sat there, had a long conversation with a doctor. We'll probably get into that. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, we did talk with Mark Marzullo, Village Trustee. I have that all sitting here in front of me. We're going to play everything that we recorded this week. Again, it was recorded on Thursday. So some stuff had already happened. Major League Baseball is shut down and a lot of the major sporting events and everything like that. The schools hadn't closed yet at this point, but we had an inkling that it was probably going to end up happening. The bars and the restaurants I was surprised by that today. We'll get into that. I'm happy to talk to anybody on the phone lines about it. We're going to get to that as well. And we're going to play the stuff that we had already put together for the show, but also open things up to you, the listener, if you want to talk. Hey, we're in Evergreen Park here. We're all going through this together. I don't think it's really hit any of us yet. I think because of the fact there isn't a cluster of this in town, it feels silly to some. I think other people are uh, very much uh, boarding up the doors. And I think that's uh, you probably should be somewhere in the middle there. So we're going to talk about that again. The lines are open. The chat room is open. We have a full show for you today. And I also want to get into one more thing here before we start this thing. Last week, I did a show where we had the parade co-chairman on, Jim Smith. We sat down and we recorded it a week from last Thursday. That's more than 10 days. I think it's exactly 10 days. 
10 days from from now, 10 days ago, there we, you couldn't even imagine this was coming. 10 days ago, there were no studies about curves and we got to get people out of the public way. 10 days ago, there was no, no way of even knowing what was going on here. 10 days ago, there were a couple people that were infected and that, and that was pretty much it. That was, that was 10 days ago. You know, I'm not going to apologize for something that we did 10 days ago because I, I would love to have somebody step and burn, raise their hand and be like, oh yeah, I, I totally knew this was going to happen 10 days ago. And if you're sitting around and you're trying to find a way to argue with me right now about something I said 10 days ago, you're wasting your breath and I'm not interested in it. Oh, here's a guy who's calling me. He probably wants to argue with me. You're on, you're on the EP podcast. Who's this? Uh, this is Dave. I'm just wondering where in the EP can I can I find some toilet paper? Oh, there's no more toilet paper, Dave. It's it's over. Uh, you, you know what you have to do? You got to get a paper towel rack and you just got to cut the paper towels right in half. That's too rough. Yeah, I know it's rough. It, I have a delicate uh, rump as well. Uh, <laughs> how, how much? How much? How much toilet paper do you have currently in the house? Uh, none. You have no toilet paper at no point. Oh. You think you might need toilet paper? Well, my shopping days tomorrow usually. Shopping days tomorrow? Ah, uh, you probably should have picked another day. Haven't you been watching the news? Uh, yeah, but I went to the stores and none of the stores in Evergreen have any toilet paper. No, I'm wondering if you knew. You you seem to be on the pulse of uh, the community and maybe you knew of a special place that had some. A special place that has some toilet paper. Uh, you know what? I know that the, the Red Palm was giving it away. Governor Pritzker hasn't shut down the, uh, the, the restaurants until tomorrow uh, on Monday evening when they finish. She didn't shut them down immediately. So Monday <laughs> evening they shut down. So you can go over there maybe. I know they were go to the red, go to the red palm. They were giving away rolls of toilet paper whenever you bought a fish meal during the fish fry on Friday. So if I don't so, get any, if I don't get any soon, I'm going to have a brown palm. <laughs> it is now time for your EP word on the street, brought to you by the Crazy Crab. Located at 9204 Southwestern Avenue in Evergreen Park, Cajun seafood, including lobster, crab, crawfish, with a full bar, sit down or carry out. Learn more at thecrazycrabchicago.com. Normally for the word on the street, we would tell you about all the great events going on in Evergreen Park, but the world has changed a lot, very, very quickly. So unfortunately, we have to tell you about what we're not going to be doing. The Village of Evergreen Park is first recommending that all residents pay water bills online or drop them in an envelope at the Dropbox parking lot of Village Hall, 9418 South Kedzie. The hall will be open, though, and they're taking extra measures. Mark Marzullo, Village Trustee, talking about that in moments. The Village Board of Trustees meeting, though, scheduled for this Monday has been canceled and is going to be rescheduled Monday, April the 6th. Here are some other things that have been canceled. Preschool and all activities till further notice. The Easter Happenings event on April the 4th. The Recreation Department Dance Program. They're hoping the dance show will end up in the summer. Candlelight Theaters, The Sound of Music. That's going to be rescheduled for the fall. Youth Department Game Room, closed until further notice. Office of Citizen Services has canceled all programs until further notice. May I just say out loud, this sucks. But we're going to get through it. Right here on the EP Podcast. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com.
Hannah, <laughs> Hannah, yes. do you have enough toilet paper? Now I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I made sure of they're that. They're sold out everywhere. We're going to talk about that. Unfortunately, after last week having the organizers from the Southside Irish Parade down here, Jim Smith, one of the co-chairmen, was down here and was like, we're having this parade. Don't worry about it. The world went upside down about midweek last week. We have the perfect guest for this for people in Evergreen Park. Mark Marzullo joining us here in just moments at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar. He's one of your village trustees. He's fresh off of a meeting talking about the the village and coronavirus and everything else while we're sitting down here and talking. So this is perfect. A little bit later on here, you had an accident. We talked about this on the show. Yes. And things did not go your way. Nope. So I brought in my guy who does my auto insurance because I think you're going to be looking for a new insurance agent. We're going to yes, get into I the am. story. Mike Fowler <laughs> from Country Insurance is going to be here as well. Lots more up ahead. But you had a question that you posed for me today. You sent me a text, which I thought was incredible. <laughs> you asked incredible me in all seriousness, <laughs> what what do you do if you run out of toilet paper during a pandemic? What are the, I start thinking of these poor people. Like, what happens? People who didn't get to Walmart quick enough. Or and anywhere now quick out, enough. Right, and they're, the and now they're out of it. Right. <laughs> I stocked up on booze. I didn't even worry about toilet paper. <laughs> Thank like God I, you have a wife. I, I, I had the binnies. <laughs> I had the binnies. I've got bottles upon bottles and cases upon cases. I stocked up the entire thing. I was like, we don't know when all of a sudden I'll be re, re, you know, stuck in my house. And don't worry, when you get stuck in your house, the EP podcast will, will be there. That's the one good thing. You can get us anywhere, so you can still listen to us. Virus and we'll, still, we'll still be working because the studio's right in my house. So if the quarantine happens, the EP podcast continues on. But you were wondering what other people could use, and I was racking my brain about this. Yeah. First off, I what, thought... What would you use? Well... You're out of toilet paper. The apocalypse is going on outside. Old baby clothes? I'd start with that. Okay. Okay. And then I'd be thrown in a jewel bag and tying it up and throwing out the door. That's one possibility. <laughs> Okay. Um, the kids' homework assignments. You know how they send home the stuff. I've got. I've got. Take the staples Cases out. and cases <laughs> of like drawings where they couldn't get inside the lines, and now they're fourteen and twelve. The two oldest ones, they're never going to remember that I have well, that. They put the crayons side. I got their Thanksgiving turkeys from when they were waxy. in the sixth grade. That looks soft. Okay, I can use all of that stuff. Uh, the labels off these beer bottles. You think I just bought this for the beer? No, the labels come off. There they're you go. There's slick, another thing. Though. Huh? They're not very absorbent. You dry them out. You got to learn how to be a survivalist. Okay. <laughs> Use the bottles, you hang the labels off. A couple days later, they're good for toilet paper. Okay. We're going to survive over here at the Lanuti household. All right? That's the plan. You obviously not going to survive. We we bought toilet paper. I did get some today. My husband When you run out, all you have left is the cats. Well, no. Here's where procrastination is going to help me. I never raked all the leaves from the fall. Oh. Oh. Brilliant. Learned that when I was a kid, when you're in the woods hunting, <laughs> you gotta go. I love the fact that you just admitted that you've used leaves before. No, I think that's great. That's awesome. Look at all those people in this great suburb, driving down 95th and Ked Z. What a great place. It's called Evergreen Park, but we know it better as the EP. We're known for more than just the Unabomber. Remember, Ted Kaczynski. You guys might even remember that big old rooster on 95th Street. It's all part of EP's history. So listen up to the EP podcast. You might be asking why. Because we talk about all things and we celebrate all the great things in the 608-05.
It's the EP Podcast. All things Evergreen Park. It's the EP Podcast. Evergreen Park. Mark Marzullo joins us down here. He is a village trustee with Evergreen Park, and we scheduled this, I would say, three, four weeks ago, and I feel like it's perfect timing because the world is upside down, Mark. How are you? Oh, Chris, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm Don't doing... be doing that. Did we de-louse him <laughs> before he got in here? First good news is I met with the mayor, and all village facilities are stocked with toilet paper. Good. <laughs> so if you run out. Well, they're under lock and key, though. Oh, so We are rationing. Okay, that's good. I'm glad that you're rationing. So, I mean, like, here's the thing. I, I was shocked last week, first of all, when the parade got canceled. I, because, and, and I, I know that there are some people, here's the thing, you go on Twitter, I'm going to, I'm going to set this up so Mark doesn't have to say it, nobody else has to say it, I'll be the person that people get aggravated with. You go on Twitter, you go on the news, you look at all this stuff, it depends on who you're watching. Like you go, depending on which mainstream media outlet you look at, everybody's kind of saying a different thing, you know, all have a different slant on this. So I go right to the CDC thing and I sat down the other day when there were just about under a thousand people that were confirmed cases in Illinois. And I read exactly what the, you know, how many people are have it. The fact that 80% of people that have it are probably never going to have serious things. It's going to be a cold, a cough, something like that, right? And so I surmised that of those 80%, let's say 70% of people never get tested. Of all the people who are going to have it, 70% will never get tested because we're not testing everybody. We're waiting until they show up at the hospital. Or if you're a hypochondriac like me, because the moment this happened, I walk around constantly and tell Erica, do I look okay to you? Like, I'm doing that a lot now. But let's just say that I go and the other hypochondriacs go. When you then look at that, you really don't have about 900, I think it was like 938 people. You got a little over 4,000 that actually have the disease already at that point. Walking around with it. And you have 29 people that have passed away. So when you take the 938 and you divide it by the 29 people, you have a fatality rate of 3.5% almost. When you take it as 4,000 based upon these studies that they've done, these virologists and everybody else is talking about it, you're under 1% and you're much closer to what the common flu is. I get why, though, at the other part, why all these big things are being canceled, like games and stuff like that, because you don't want it to spike and not have enough rooms for people. Right. Okay, to be able to take care of the people that are the 20% that are going to get really bad, but you could save most of them. So I get that. But it does seem like a, it just snowballed. One thing got canceled. Another yes. thing got canceled. And Major League Baseball is gone. And you're just waiting for the next thing to close. Was that the conversation when you guys sat down, Mark? Where, like, wait, this is everything that's going on. Are we supposed to close something? That had to be the first thing that somebody said. Well, well what the meeting was today was the mayor and all the department heads would include the chief of police, the fire, uh, uh, building departments. Everybody got together. And... We're just taking a look at it as a village. What can we do to be more proactive as a village to combat this? Uh, I, I think you have three. You have a federal level, state level, and a village level. The federal level and state level pretty much take care of everything. Then you have the uh, a village level. For example, um, one of the things that we thought was prudent today was cancel most of the senior citizen events, seeing that, that they sense. are the most affected by this disease. So uh, the mayor made it quite clear today that every senior event, uh, they have a big luncheon next week. Uh, we're going to just cancel that and, and push it back. As far as other big events, nothing is really planned right now. We're looking at our preschools. Uh, one of the things that we wanted to do with the seniors, uh, our seniors are mixed in with our, our preschool people in our, in our new facility. 
even though they're in different wings of the building. But we just thought it was prudent not to, not to get them in the same area. Because as you stated earlier, young people could have it and feel like, great, I don't, right. I, I don't even know I have it. Right. Where they could pass it on to a senior and it could be a oh, serious yeah. issue. Keep the kids away from the seniors. Because I said this to my dad. Like right now, this is very serious. It's very scary for some people. It's scary. He told me, he's like, it's scarier for me than it is for you. But my father, I mean, he's, you know, almost, he's well over three decades in the police department and he saw some horrible things. So I think depending on what kind of things you've seen in your life, he's the kind of guy that's like, death is a part of life. If yeah. this is my time, it's my time. That's kind of how he approaches things. Yeah. Not everybody approaches that way, but that's how he approaches it. So he's very honest with me. He's like, you know, I'm not worried about you. I'm not worried about the kids. I'm worried about me and your mother. We'll see what ends up happening. And I, But he actually said on the phone, he's like, right now it's 2020. It's called the coronavirus. 50 years from now in history books, they might call it the toddler flu because it was the thing where all the little children caught it and gave it to their grandparents and killed them all. And that's what he actually <laughs> said. So I get why you want to separate the children from the, the seniors. It's a very serious thing, and that's why I'm glad that we're doing that. And, and that's what we've done. And, and the other, you know, we're – we can't close government down. We have our police still have to do their job. The fire department has to do their job. So what the kind of the recommendations were from some of the professionals that we're working with is that, and police do this now in fire, you know, you have an ambulance call. They mm -hmm. go out. They don't know what, you know, what's going to happen. But every time an ambulance gets done with a call, it's thoroughly sterilized. Same with a police car. If there's an incident where the guy may be bleeding or whatever, thoroughly sterilize those police cars. So they're going to take those measures and just push them up where every square inch of the village hall is going to be sterilized every night. They're going to bring a cleaning crew in, wipe everything down, because the public has to come in. Government has to function. Government needs to be there. You can't close your village hall down. You can't close your police down. You can't close your fire down. They have to be there. So we're doing every measure we can to make sure that those people are safe. Right. So that's basically, as, as a municipality, is those are the smaller things that we can do. And then the rest of it, I would imagine you're going to take your lead from the county. Like you could get a thing at some point where the county sits there and says, we're enacting this law. And then you're kind of stuck with, okay, well, these are what the new rules are, right? I mean, we've seen counties in California that have already done it where they've limited the amount of people that could gather in a place or they've enacted little things. And I, I think at some point it almost feels to me like we may, it's like we're watching what's happening in Italy. And if it works, you could see the government here say, okay, in hot spots. We're going to tell people stay in their houses for 14 days. Well, and and the, my fear is that if the northern part of Cook County is 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 a hot spot, they might just sit there and say Cook County as a whole, and then all of us are sitting inside of a house, and you guys would have to follow the lead of whatever they say because it would be a county thing, not a village thing. Here's where we're blessed. I've been to Italy. Right. I've seen their medical facility. Oh, I stayed in one of their They're hospitals. They're horrible. They're terrible. <laughs> They're horrible. They're the worst. Thank you, Mark. I, I wasn't even going to bring this up because I thought people would say it bad to me, but I'm going to say it, and then you can go in and tell me your experience. My daughter... At three years old, in Italy, fell off a bed, hit her head, and had what we believed to be a concussion and started throwing up. We went to two different supposed hospitals that looked like like one of these like like rapid care clinics over here. They're dirty when you walk in. Everything's filthy. There's one doctor trying to take care of 100 or 150 people, and they're, and they're responsible for like four other towns. They have no equipment there, and then they send you on to the nearest city that actually can take care of you. Her concussion was so, like, just a child's concussion, they couldn't handle it at that facility. We were in an ambulance for an hour and a half to travel to Empoli, Italy. We're on the way. We had to stop at a secondary hospital just to get approval to go to the third hospital. We walk into what is supposed to be their state-of-the-art hospital that's an hour and a half away, and there's urine on the floor. I'm sloshing around on the elevator. 
There's open head wounds everywhere. They don't have any equipment whatsoever. They got weird, like Mickey Mouse characters that were not not actually drawn by Disney because it was drawn by some Italian guy who thought that's what Mickey Mouse looked like. It was like a house of horrors when I walked down the children's <laughs> floor and they have no equipment whatsoever and you're standing around and everything looks like it's from the 1950s. So that was my experience with it. So that's why I feel like we're better equipped. I'm imagining you had the similar experience. I didn't have a medical issue. When I went over there, um, I wanted to check it out because I had a medical issue before I went over there. And I went over there. I said, you know, if I got sick right, and I've got the map on, I said, I got to go to this place over here. So I walked in there and I'm peeking around there. I got in the door and I'm looking around. I go, I'd rather die in the street. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing you said. I'd rather it smell like urine. There's spell. people holding their heads. There's people got foam coming out of their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, get me the hell There's out of here. actually place. rabid people there, Hannah. Oh they're, like, they're on the floor. They're, I don't know rabid. what it was, it's but weird. I looked at my wife and said, I'll die in the street yeah, before I, the street. I, if something happens to me, drag me out That's of here. That's how but, I felt. And it was, and, and so, like, I'm hoping everything will be much better here because I feel like we have far better facilities. But I do wonder what the next step will be. Like I wasn't even going to go out and grab food. And then last week when they canceled the parade, I actually told Eric, I'm like, this will cascade because what will happen is nobody wants to be the group that says we're going to keep the doors open. Oh, we're going to have our parade or our sporting, our sports league, major league baseball, for example, will stay open, but the NBA is going to close. Nobody wants to be the one that gets criticized later. So if one closes, everybody closes. And it was just like a cascade of it. And I saw it coming and I told her, I'm like, we might get a panic. Like a panic that I don't think is necessary, but we might get one. So before I have to go out and have a fist fight with a neighbor over a loaf of bread, let's go get our food now before it gets crazy. And that was kind of how I felt when I was out last week. And, you know, but I'm not that worried about it in in terms of I feel like overall we're prepared as people and that we've lowered the amount of things that people can actually get sick at. I still think people should be able to go out and enjoy Evergreen Park. Like that's the thing. The thing that I would hate is if all of a sudden – People got so scared they didn't go out and do anything for the next couple of weeks because they're waiting to see what happens. I'm not afraid walking into a restaurant, walking my kids in the school, whatever. I'm not worried about it yet because we haven't even seen a case that's anywhere near us. Am I? You think I'm nuts about that? What is it? What is it? What is Evergreen Park? I mean, you guys, I'm sure, have had conversations about it. I mean, do you, do you feel like business will still be able to continue here? You know, it's it's more of a mental thing. For example, I I went to lunch at Pappy's today. Right. You know, what are you going to do? Well, I we, wish you would have just used one of my sponsors, but go ahead and use well, somebody. Well, he was the closest guy. Well, it was at that. <laughs> and, <clears throat> I, and it actually, the thought came in my head, oh, should I go out for lunch? I said, you know what? What it is is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's, it's you can't get in a cocoon. We've had many other SARS and Mar- MERS and, you know, it seems like every election year there's some disease. It's Isn't just, that weird? It's, it's just like, it's okay, really there's strange. a disease every election yeah, it's year. It's really, really strange. Um, but I, I think the village is prepared. I think the county's prepared. I think, I think the federal government's prepared i like to see more test kits out there uh i think that a lot of people just you know you you alluded to it earlier that i i think i got it i think i got it. i think and you want to run into you know we're we're an instant me too society right or instant fix society i should say that you want to go in a medical facility test me and say okay i don't have it good i can go out and drink tonight um <laughs> that's, exactly that's what they want. right that's exactly right i also think my one thing that makes me a little afraid is that i feel like there are certain people in this world that will take no caution. Like, and Southsiders are one of them. Like, uh, let's just yes. be honest. Yes. I mean, the amount of Southsiders that I've talked to be like, you know what? I'll just drink. I'll just switch off at a beer and go to whiskey. Germs will just fall right off. Like, that's like, I kind of feel like we also have that going for us. So, like, if you are hacking in your house and having a problem with your lungs, 
go get tested first and make sure. I mean, there was some guy who got on a jet blue plane last week and he, he had actually been diagnosed with coronavirus and he decided he was going to travel because oh, no. he's like, well, you know, I'll just have myself a couple drinks in the plane. Like, don't be that guy. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Right. That's the problem with selfish people. I mean, if, if you're diagnosed with it, well, come on, stay, stay in off the house. plane. Yeah. Get, stay know? in the house. Put put a, put like a quarantine sign out on your door. Exactly. You it, know? It, exactly. But we, you know, we're in a society, you know, we live in a wonderful country you can go where you want, do what you want. Right. You know, you look at, <clears throat> I, I think that I use it. There's one successful country that has eliminated coronavirus. It's North Korea. First guy that got it got shot in the head. <laughs> oh my God, that's, so I guess it's the it's only way true. to 100% to eliminate <laughs> the issue. Well, I like Mark Marzullo. He's over here. He's having a drink at my bar, but I don't want him in charge. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what I would You're do. You're a good trustee, Mark, but <laughs> I don't want you in charge of the response. That's the what pandemic, the North Koreans okay? do. I don't think it's a good response. Believe me. But uh, I think I, I, I think we're going to be okay in the long The phone lines that are open if you want to jump in here. We are live on the Podbean app. This is the EP Podcast live. I want to give you a little bit of a heads up as to what we're going to be doing here with the EP Podcast. Uh, EP Podcast will be coming out every Monday as per usual. Uh, you're going to still get the thing wherever podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com. This actual episode, I believe, is going to end up running in hours. And then what's going to happen is we are going to be live for you on Wednesday evenings, and we are going to be live for you sometime on Friday afternoons. The idea behind this is that if we're all going to end up sitting in our houses most of the time, I don't want to go crazy. I can't just talk to my wife and my kids. I'm all, I mean, like the arguments we're already having, and we've only been stuck in a house with each other for a couple of days, are ridiculous. And, so, and eventually, maybe I'll put them on the microphone as well. But we're going to continue with the podcast and actually add a little bit of value. My original thing that I was going to do was, and you could jump in again. Remember, if you're on the podcast app, just hit the call-in button and we'll jump in. We could talk about anything. There's no delay. I can't stop you from saying whatever you're going to say. And, you know, Try to use your head, but jump in there and talk to us. And we're, I'm happy to talk to anybody that jumps on. But what I was going to say is, you know, originally my plan was to do all these extra shows because I wanted to support the local businesses. You know, I, 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 there's, there's an interesting thing going on right now. I, I know Governor Pritzker decided that he was shutting all the bars and the restaurants. And there's some people that are very excited about this and say, hey, if you're upset about this, there's something wrong with you. You're part of the problem. I've already seen that written. And then there are some people that are very upset about it. You know, I know a lot of these guys who own these restaurants and these bars. They don't want anybody to get sick. You're going to hear as this show goes on, we're going to talk to Mike Nix here in a few minutes. I was out at his fish fry. I went and I talked to him while the fish fry was going on. I wanted to get a take of a business person in the area about how they were handling things. Because that was Friday night. That was after everything had been canceled. What was he going to do? And I talked to a couple other guys. I talked to, over to, I talked to Sal over at uh, Unidad. They've been good friends of the show for a long time. I've talked to several of the owners of different businesses around Evergreen Park, not even if they're restaurants, if they're not restaurants or bars, other businesses. And you know what they're most concerned about? If they've taken their house and they've mortgaged it to start that restaurant or to start that business, what will happen if they're closed for several months? Because you may have some vacant buildings and evergreen when this is all said and done. I get the cautiousness and I'm all, look, if the science says close, then close everything. I don't know why we're going to the polls on Tuesday. If the governor is going to end up canceling the ability of guys to go out and make a living, even though I know some of these bar owners took out tables, made space, allowed for people to be separated from each other, set a limit on how many people could come in. 
we're taking this extremely seriously. If we're just going to arbitrarily say we're going to start closing down businesses and people's livelihoods and things like that, then I want to know what what is going to be your excuse on Tuesday at a polling place when there's 400 people lined up and they're all going into a poorly ventilated polling place? Because a lot of us have gone to our polling places before. We know these aren't the cleanest or most ventilated or places where you can separate people from each other. And I just, that's my thing. And this is, this is not a political rant. There's nothing political about this. This is either it's that dangerous, close everything, and let's, let's all bunker down because I'm ready. We got to hunker down. We got to get in the bunker. That's fine. We'll change the name of the broadcast basement on-demand radio network to the broadcast bunker. But the problem is if you're going to go and, and, and do that and, take, and hurt livelihoods, you better have a plan to take care of those people when this is all over instead of just going out and trying to show, well, I'm a leader, so I'm going to make these moves. There should be a plan. There should also be uh, a cancellation, I think, of these polls. If it, I don't know how hard it would be. There are other states that have stopped their primaries on Tuesday. Okay, Georgia stopped theirs. If, if they really wanted to, they could say, we're going to delay the vote. We're going to send out a mailing to everybody. And then we're going to give everybody 30 days to fill out their card and send it back in the mail. And everybody's absentee. They could do that. And the question is, if it's so scary that we're going to take away livelihoods of local businesses, let's do that too. And that's the only thing that I want to know what's going on. New York's keeping their schools open. I see somebody who jumped on the chat room and they're saying that. You know what the most interesting thing was? When the Catholic schools closed, Catholic schools made their decision because the Archdiocese of Chicago makes that decision and they closed down mass. And if you listen to the Me and the Priest podcast, which also comes out of the broadcast basement on demand radio network. And that one's actually always been live. It's live every Wednesday night on that feed. Father Paul Guzman, who's from Most Holy Redeemer, has been one step ahead of this entire thing because he's been telling us about the meetings they were having and what they were going to do if everything got closed down. I was not shocked when they closed down the schools. I was a little shocked by them closing down the churches because he felt that a plan was in place to keep people safe in the churches. And then it was like a sudden switch from what he had been told this entire time leading up to things. But if you're going to, if that organization felt so strongly about it, then fine, you can make any argument you want to about like, let's make this safe. But you can't go on, I don't think, I'm sorry, you can't go on as a politician and say every move that you're making is strictly because of the science of trying to help people if then you're not going to harm yourself by closing the polls and delaying the votes for a couple of a weeks. And that's the one thing that bothers me. I think that any reasonable pro, reasonable person would sit there and say that bothers me. It bothers me that we won't let people, we won't let kids into this building where we're having the polling place, but we'll stack people into it on Tuesday. And, and you know, I, I can only go off my father who's inside of this range or just outside of this range of where people are most susceptible. And he said that the entire time he walked in there, he went in early. He said, I'm going to go in early to avoid crowds. He said the entire time he was there, he regretted walking in there. He felt like it was the most dangerous place that he had put himself if we're really supposed to be afraid of this virus. And he's not that afraid. I already, you heard me describe what his feelings were in that last segment there. But that that was his feeling when this whole thing was going down. So look, I don't like the idea that people are taking time now to go on social media and attack each other. Like, well, you said this three days ago and you said this one day. None of us are scientists. I'm not a scientist. You're not a scientist. Maybe there's a scientist who's listening. He's welcome to give me a call. I listen to doctors. I listen to the doctor that took care of my son the other day and decided he was going to test him for the virus. And he came back negative and he ended up with influenza type B. What was funny was that it didn't show up as influenza type B the first time. So then they tested for all viruses. 
And we sat here for a little over 24 hours self-quarantining in the Lanuti house. I didn't believe the kid had it, but he had 103, he had a sore throat, he had two out of the three of the main symptoms. And well, right, we're going we're gonna to sit here, we're going to do the responsible thing. We're going to sit back, we're going to wait, we're going to find out what the results are. Influenza B. I talked to the doctor, talked to the doctor when he thought it could be coronavirus. I said, what is this coronavirus? Should I stay in the house? This is a physician. Okay. This is a guy who works for an office where they actually determine which vaccines. I mean, I think one of the other guys in the building is actually on the board over at Christ Hospital for like what vaccines people should be taking. Okay. I, I trust these guys. I've been around for a long time. They're actual doctors. And he's like, oh, if you don't have a fever, don't worry about it. He's like, you're not going to pass it. Yes, you could be carrying it, but the chance of you giving it to somebody, I don't want you to be afraid and sit outside of your house for two days. So when I hear doctors say those kind of things, when I have an actual patient, possible patient sitting in front of them, and he's telling me, this is what you're supposed to do with the patient, I'm going to trust what the doctor tells me over what I see on Fox, CNN, MSNBC, or what somebody does when they get up inside in front of a podium and want to tell me how we should be living right now. All in all, I think we all need to say a couple of prayers. And I think we got to hope that some of these people are making the right choices because some of them make me very, very nervous about what they plan on doing. The EP podcast rolls on. Again, some people were trying to call in when we were doing the recorded sections. I'm going to do another recorded section. This is pre-recorded from Thursday night. We'll be back again. The phone lines will be open. I'm just not going to answer it when we're doing the pre-recorded sections because I don't want to interrupt those things that people are listening to. All of this will end up airing again in podcast form as the week goes on. I went out and spoke with Mike Nix from the Red Palm on Friday night. Remember, this was Friday night. This was the feeling on Friday night with Mike Nix, the Red Palm, with live music, and they were having their fish fry, giving away rolls of toilet paper, which I still think is one of the greatest promotions I've ever heard of. And I was in radio for 10 years and heard some doozies. Here's Mike Nix and myself at the Red Palm. Right now, it is Friday night. I am out live at the Red Palm we are having a good time at Evergreen Park. The fish fry every Friday night. It's Lent. Don't forget that. But let's also not forget that the world has gotten crazy. Mike Nix is sitting here next to me. I just sat down. I had an amazing meal. Uh, I had fresh fish. My wife had fresh fish. It, it's it's like when I go out fishing in Minnesota. Like where the family goes up and we catch the fish and we fry it up. That's what it's like when we eat over here. But you guys, knowing what's going on, you have done a great job of making sure that people, it's safe and it's clean and people can come out here and enjoy their evening still during all this crisis at the Red Pop. How are you, Mike? I'm good. Thanks, Chris. What are we doing here? Like you got, you, I'm sure you've taken precautions like every other business owner and your, your thing is... Let's let's make sure that we're here, we're open for business, and we're here to serve the people at Evergreen Park, right? Well, I, you know, I've been in this business for 40 years, and uh, we, we do our, our cleaning every day, every night, throughout the day. But yeah, we have stepped things up a little bit more. You know, after every customer leaves, we've got sanitizer, we're wiping down tables, we're wiping down chairs, we're wiping down the bottles of... Uh, ketchup and mustard and everything that is on the table. Uh, we are sanitizing everything. Uh, we're doing door handles, you know, to come in the door. The door handles are wiped down all the time. Uh, you know, so, we, you know, we're doing the best we can, like everybody else. Well, I think the most important thing is that if you're looking to go out to get out of the house, and people are going to want to get out of the house because the kids are now at home. Like, I mean, like, right. everybody's at home. Right. So you're going to want to get out. Would you rather go to a place where 
the food was made in advance, or do you want to go to a place like what you're doing right now? I mean, you do this fish fry. My wife just said that the breading was like having tempura. Oh. Like, it was amazing. You could tell that they just put it on. It's so, like, it, like, I thought it was funny. I broke off the breading, and it almost smelled like it just came out of the lake. What are, what are you doing right now? How are you bringing this fish in? Well, we get our fish delivered every Friday from Supreme Lobster. It comes in fresh. It's not frozen. And then Chef Mario has a special batter that it just melts in your mouth when you try this. And it comes piping hot out. Plus, anything else that we cook, we cook in a thousand degree oven. We have a wood-fired oven. So there's nothing living in that. No, no, and that's the whole thing. I mean, like, I mean, it's a good spot for people who want to come in and they want to eat. But then when you look at how you prepare the food, there's no way that this was touched by anybody except for the kitchen staff. Your staff is is overlooked by a world-class chef and Chef Mario, and you're putting out, like, a superior product. And, I mean, like, people are going to be sitting around now. This is a new thing. This is a new reality in life. Is that, like, what's the quality of what I'm eating? Red Pop's got the quality. Yes, they do. Yes, we do. Um, You know, like I said, you know, we've been like that from day one. Everything we've done, we've, we've done fresh. Everything's made fresh. And we cook it in our wood-fired oven, except for the fish fry. And we cook that in a fryer. But the batter is so light, so tasty. Uh, you know. And then we're, we're showing, like today, we had the 85 Bears Super Bowl on this afternoon for our happy hour crowd. And people were like, this is great. You know, We haven't seen this. So we're going to start showing, with no sports being shown any longer right now, nothing live at least we're going back to classic sports you know we're going to show the bulls championships the blackhawks championships the white Sox world series we might even throw the cubs world series in no there. that's ridiculous <laughs> i love what you did tonight too with the toilet paper oh that's brilliant i mean like the, the world is laughing at the idea that people think that having toilet paper is going to save them from the coronavirus and you gave out toilet paper tonight when people bought fish dinners? That was brilliant. Yes, it was something that came up this morning. I uh, I started seeing all the runs on toilet paper in Costco and Walmart, and their shelves are empty. And I'm like, well, we've got toilet paper. Right. <laughs> Buy We're two fish worried. dinners, we'll give We're you a roll. Exactly. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. So the red We've had is- a lot of fun with that. I oh, mean, yeah. everybody that was here tonight, I can't, I don't know, I probably gave out 20, 30 rolls of toilet paper tonight for two fish dinners and everybody was holding their toilet paper rolls up and taking (laughs) pictures and laughing and it was so nice to see everybody relaxed for a little bit. I think that's the thing. I think that people need to relax because right now there's a lot of fear and this is the kind of place you can walk into and kind of relax for a little bit. And and I'll tell you this, the one one thing that really separates you from other places on the south side, you don't have capacity where you're going to get shut down. Right. Because of what the order is right now. And it's not like you're on top of each other when you show up. You can come over, there's tables or spread out. People get to come in and relax and, 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 and still live their life and remember what, you know, that you're, we're still human beings. Because trust me, if I sit in my house with my children for too long, I'm going to go crazy. Oh. I'll be Jack Nicholson from that movie. Absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> the Shiny. I'll be him. You Honey, know? I'm home. <laughs> But we are getting, we're actually, you know, uh, getting ready to start turtle racing coming up. I know it's coming. And we might start it sooner than later. Good, because there's no sports. Well, right now there's no, no sports, so we need turtle racing. Turtle racing. And the weather's been very cooperative. Right. And the turtles are 
back from Florida. They're ready to go. They're ready to go. So we've been working with them the last couple of days, getting them loosened up, and we don't, we don't want anybody pulling a hamstring or anything. Right, right. So uh, yeah, you're in spring training right now for turtle right. racing. Right, right. Okay. And they don't carry cor- coronavirus. So. No, they don't. <laughs> turtles are coronavirus free. Right, I've yes. seen that. So uh, Mike our Dick, turtles are very clean. <laughs> get out to the Red Palm. Have yourself an evening. You know, it's 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 an island atmosphere right here in Evergreen Park. With a local island attitude, local latitude. That's right, Mike. Island attitude, local latitude. It's right here in Evergreen Park. They're doing all the precautions. Get out. Give yourself a break. This is not the end of the world. Mike is here and his staff, and the fish fry on Fridays is incredible. And uh, you can tell by the crowd, and like people love it. Oh, that. it was packed. I mean, we were really... Full. I, I really had no idea what to expect today. No, you weren't sure. I wasn't sure, you no. know. And I did the toilet paper thing just to lighten everybody up a the little south bit. Side, the south side is not afraid, Mike. And one of those things is they understand they can come over here to the Red Pop. Good to talk to you, my friend. Well, we do have a corned beef special going on. Oh, really? Starting tomorrow. Huh? Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Corned beef dinner from Chef Mario. Get over and get your corned beef, oh, too. if you've ever had Chef Mario's corned beef. Oh. The breed may be done, but Red Palm has the corned beef. Get over there at Evergreen Park. Guinness Trump's Corona. Mike Thauer, and he is a wonderful guy, first of all. I met him over at Unidad one night. That's how we struck up our friendship. Also advertises. You'll hear about him all the time here on the EP podcast. He's an insurance guy, right? So, like, what, what kind of insurance do you deal with, Mike? Get, uh, get up real close to it because it's... Uh, I pretty much deal with all types. The, the main ones be home auto, commercial insurance, do life right. insurance. Uh, we do do investments. Um, I mean, I, I always say we pretty much have a market for almost any need that you have and for your insurance needs. Anything floating through the insurance agency, uh, like insurance industry about coronavirus? Like, hey, if they come in, they don't look well, don't insure them? Like, is there something, like, I'm just kind of curious. If you, has there been any, like, inner memo or something like that where insurance companies are saying, okay, because of this, this is going to happen or we got to watch this? Uh, my company just put out an email telling, like, uh, explaining to us how they're dealing with the coronavirus. I didn't even read it. Um, we don't have a lot of foot traffic in my office. I right. mean, we might, and, and if they're coming up, they're coming up and paying a bill, and they're in their office for ten feet. You're hiding in the back. You got to yes, exactly. so your spray. I took the back office for a reason. Okay. So I'm the I'm the the one least likely to. You're get a survivor. Trouble. That's a good thing. Exactly. Gano was in an accident, um, just recently, and had a different insurance agency. Yes. Than Country Insurance, and she didn't. Now, we talked about this already, so I'm just going to surmise it because she she gets excited about this, and it's only a half-hour show. (laughs) But 
what happened was she was in a lane and some guy just drove into her, basically. He just changed lanes right into her and she got sideswiped. And I told her, get a police report. And she didn't get a police report. And when she submitted it to the insurance, she got found at fault because she should have gotten out of his way when he moved into the lane. Now, that insurance agency was also the other guy's insurance agency. So there was, in my mind, because I've gone through this before, and I, with the exact same insurance agency, like the exact same one that she had, had the exact same problem with that, where for some reason, I mean, my wife got hit from behind and flipped over, okay, in an intersection, and everything said that it was the other guy's fault, and the insurance agency tried to say it was hers, and she had to go to court against her own insurance agency to get paid. So tell me, please tell me not everybody's like that, because they can't, they can't be how normal insurance works, right? Country isn't doing that kind of thing. No, I mean, I mean, I know there's insurance laws that some people don't agree with, but there's, I would say if there's a law on insurance you don't agree with, there's a reason. Okay. Um, so uh, I forgot the exact number. We had this poster up maybe about two or three years ago that said like 14 out of the last 15 years, we we're number one in our like complaint ratio in regards really? to claims. Yes. Okay. So I always say if you're, I mean, that's when you need insurance. So right. if we're the best at it, what, you know, it makes sense to switch because the only time you want your insurance, you want to deal with me is when you have a problem. Yeah, I don't you talk know? to my insurance agents otherwise. Exactly. Like, that was a funny, like, I, before I came to you, I actually never talked to my insurance agent except it was time when it was time to renew. Yeah. Except my, now you and I, I mean, like, we went to a Bears game together. Right? I thought it was yeah. hysterical. I was like, I was like, Erica's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to a bear game. She's like, why? She's like, ah, I'm like, I'm, I'm like my, uh, my insurance guy, guy, he uh, he told me he had extra tickets. Like, I'm going, I mean, like, you're like a neighborhood dude. Yeah. I kind of like that about you. It's it, like, you know, but I mean, you're right. Normally, you don't even talk to your insurance agent. Yeah, my dad's been insured since he was 16 years old, and he's never met his insurance agent. Yeah. Wow. So wow. that's like 50 years of having insurance, and he's never met one of them. Wow. Yeah. That's so, amazing. I mean, I, I've told people before, like, when we've kind of gone through everything, and I know what their needs are, what they, they need from me. And uh, the one guy's had everything covered. So I go, I hope I don't see you for a couple of years. I hope I don't talk to you for a long time. He goes, why is that? I go, because if you're calling me, there's a problem. Right. And he goes, yeah, no shit. You know, I'm like, you know, he's like, you know, we'll bleep, bleep that, that one out of there. We're going to bleep that one. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So one other question I want to ask you, and I'm curious about how, if this is true. And, 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 you know, this happens because we hear about like, um, you know, natural disasters and stuff and where too many claims come in. I had an insurance agency a while back that wasn't yours that told me the reason they were able to give me a great rate was because they didn't have a lot of clients and other insurance agencies <laughs> were getting destroyed because of all these hurricanes here and this here and this year. So that's why they were able to give lower rates because these other insurance agencies are paying out claims. And then later on in life, when I also my rates are going up, they're like, well, you know, remember that conversation we had, we had Chris, now we're really popular. Dum, 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 dum. I mean, like that's what they were, you know? And I was like, okay. So is that true? Like, do you see that kind of fluctuation as an insurance agent? I mean, it's... Or was that just a line I got No, fed? actuarially, it's true. I mean, if you have, like, I mean, after Katrina, for example, that's right when I started, like, everyone's rates are going up. And, I mean, that was an insurance-wide excuse for three to four years of, like, Katrina happened. Um, a lot of these newer companies I've seen when they come in, they're going to throw these great, great low rates at you. Right. And because, like, they're not... I mean, if they had a like a bad claim, yeah, they're in trouble. But as long as they can avoid that big one, they'll be fine. And then as they start getting more popular or they take some on the chin because they're having claims, you know, they're going to start to, you know, like up their rates or they have too much exposure. So, you know, they're getting claims coming in all the time. So your rates are going to go up. So, yeah, that's I mean, it's fairly common. Like 
one thing that country does is is we don't insure people in Florida. We don't insure people in Texas. We don't insure people in California. Oh my God, it's brilliant. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> no that's wonder, why- No wonder I got a great rate from you because you don't you insure, insure anybody. Louisiana? You don't insure yeah. people in bad spots Not, that have earthquakes and, and hurricanes. The Midwest got those tornadoes. Yeah. Over. I don't know. When I'm in Louisiana? Yeah. Um, I think, well, it's half the state's underwater. I, I can know. see why we're not in Louisiana. Um, no, but I think that's like, I mean, that's what happens when you're a company founded by farmers. You're very conservative. And Florida is- is a disaster for insurance because my in-laws just moved down there and they were late was tripled on something that was half the size of their current condo around so here. That's what I think people need to remember. That's that's the one thing I always thought that was interesting, but I never had an insurance agent that could bring it up was that you're not just your rate doesn't just go up because of you or people in your area. You could be paying for like an earthquake that happened in California, yes. but country doesn't do that. Which you don't insure California. You don't insure yeah. California. That's a smart thing. Uh, Hannah, I think you just found your new guy. What do you think? Where, where, is, where are you at so Hannah could stop by and see you? Um, I'm located at 3923 West 95th Street. So we're just about a block and a half east of uh, Pulaski, right next to Boss Formal. All right. Go see Mike Thauer over there at Country Insurance. Are you, I uh, will be. Are you, do, you, do you have a mask? Are you ready for this coronavirus? Are you, are you going to stay in your house or are you going to go out and live your life, Mike? That's what I want to know. Um, I asked uh, today when there was a rumor that Pritzker was going to cancel school for three where, three weeks, I asked the other guys in my office if it was uh, parentally irresponsible for me to plan a vacation and my kid was <laughs> off for three weeks. So, yes, I would be flying, um, but I guess the biggest issue is the people in Florida I'd go to visit probably have compromised immune systems, so right, I so wouldn't want to bring there. it to them. Now, this is when you go to the Grand Canyon. Nobody's there, and it's nice and wide open with yeah. fresh air. This, this is a Grand Canyon summer is what this is. is. Mike, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Mark Marzullo continues down here. Did you learn something about uh, insurance? You, 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 picked, you have your own well, business, Well, right? You have a one, business, right? I've learned one thing. I'm not going to use Hannah's company ever. I <laughs> know. <laughs> That's a no. They got good commercials, but they got bad insurance. And I've dealt with country in the past. And they're great insurance people. They really are. It's, a, it's, it's, it's a, kind of like a family company where there's people to talk to. I get a newsletter. Like I get a thing, like a bunch of farmers are always on, like a, like a. They're really they good. They send me, they send me a newspaper, and there's like twelve farmers on there, and they're talking about like their crop report, and I'm like, I, I, I didn't, I just thought that was a gag that there was like, like was was run by farmers. It really is run by farmers, which is incredible to me, and really, really cool. Okay, so before this whole thing broke out, I had other questions that I was going to end up asking you. Before you walked in here, like there was stuff that I was like, I was like, I got to wait till he gets in here and I got to find out what's going on with the village and, and things like that. So first of all, any new construction projects, things that are going on that have nothing to do with the coronavirus right now in Evergreen Park? Well, um, I know they were working on something over on Kedzie, just north of 99th, where it's like a big construction project happening over there. That's correct. That is going to be a dialysis center. Okay. And uh, the the company that bought it uh, tore down the first half of the building, um, and they're in the back part, and they're going to redo it. And from what I've seen of the plans and the prints, it's going to be a really upgrade for the neighborhood. Uh, We'll be really happy to see that. Uh, We don't get many taxes out of that type of stuff, but we'll get to be on the property tax rolls, but it's going to be a good upgrade for the area. Any word on, you brought it up last time that you were here, the possibility of a brewery moving into Evergreen Park. And interestingly enough, we are going to, it's not next week, but the week after that, we are going to have in a local beer brewer, the head brewer over at Open Outcry on Western Avenue is actually an Evergreen Park guy. 
So they are coming in and he's going to be talking about beer. So I'm sure I, it feels like it's one of those things that every brewery knows about that Evergreen Park is interested in bringing one in. Has there been anything that's happened with that? You know, as as we talked about in the past, uh, the mayor was really trying to push the property that the village bought is the old Leggins food store on uh, 90th in California. And unfortunately, he took the ball and chain to that. And we're going to probably sell off that property. Mm. Mm. It just couldn't get the right fit in there. We do have some other property available. Uh, you know, fortunately for Evergreen Park, the uh, property's getting thinner and thinner in a commercial development. So it's uh, that means you got a lot of commercial development, which is a good thing. It's really, it's really good. The small, uh, the economy's been great, and as you know, and as I've discussed, the small business people are the backbone not only of of Evergreen Park but of America. So there's they're prospering in Evergreen Park. Uh, the biggest cheerleader we have for business is our mayor. He goes out there and does everything he can to help these guys be successful. And he's, um, you know, he's still looking. He's got some property in mind. Yeah. And he's still trying to recruit somebody. You know, he helped me out the other day. I'm going to tell a funny story about the mayor because I just thought it was like this is the funniest, weirdest thing. So there's a new uh, place over on Western Avenue. I'm going to give him a free plug because we haven't set anything up yet. Okay. But we're working on it by the name of Cousin Subs. And they opened up over on Western and I walked it. I wasn't even going to go over there. And I was, cause I didn't even know when they were opening. I was just going to stop by at some point. I would stop by and be like, Hey, I'm from the EP podcast. If you ever want to run some commercials? I'll talk to different people. Right. And I got a phone call from somebody who said, Hey, you know, they're having a grand opening. And, I, and, and we mentioned them to you. I was like, all right, I'll head over there. So I go over there and I come in, I get a submarine sandwich. I sit down, they got some guy who's there and he's asking me about the podcast, everything like that. And he's looking at my numbers and stuff like that. And in comes the mayor. And he comes walking in. He sits there real quiet, listens to the whole conversation. I can, I know he's over my shoulder, okay? And as soon as I'm done, I'm like, oh, let me introduce you to the mayor. And he's like, oh, I already met him. And Mayor Section stands up, walks over, and goes, by the way, Chris here has got a great podcast. You should work with him. I mean, he is just like, he always looks out for everybody that's inside of the village. And I remember I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, what other mayor does that? Like, what other person like sits there and goes, hey, you know, you got a business. Chris has a business. You guys should work together. And he's like, he's sitting there eating cheese curds, trying to facilitate the uh, the whole thing with a Coke in his hand. And I'm like, I love him. He's just, it's, he's an amazing guy. I just think it's very interesting. He's just, he's a, just a pro business guy. He, he, <laughs> he understands that, you know, and, and it, it came back from the mayor of Akadice, keep the green and evergreen. Right. Uh, you know, everything, everything you spend in our village ends up in our, a little bit of it ends up in our coffers to make our village better. So he, and he understands that and he is so proactive. Uh, and he, you know, here's a guy that if you're a businessman and you got a problem, where else can you walk in a village hall and say, I need to talk to the mayor. And he pops his head out and go, what can I help you with? Right. Most mayors would be under the desk. Oh, this guy's got trouble. No, the mayor is there to help solve a problem, especially business people. So we're very fortunate in that, that respect. All right, I got a good one for you, okay. and then we're going to wrap up the show. But I was, okay. this is one of the reasons why I called you up, because I was like, I'm going to get Mark Marzullo on, I'm going to ask him this question. Because I've spent a lot of time in the media, and I understand marketing, and I understand advertising. So right around the time the Super Bowl happened, I started noticing that uh, these companies that have 5G started showing a lot of commercials about how, not about the fact, like, come to us for 5G, but 5G is going to change your life for the better. 5G is going to make your ambulances better. 5G is going to make your police better. 5G is good for protecting your family. 5G, 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 5G. And I remember looking over at my wife going, they're trying to make people like 5G before they bring it to where they live. This is what the this is what this marketing plan is. And recently, a couple of suburbs tried it out. 
and it seems like it's very controversial. Okay, and I'm not asking you to tell me what the policy is at Evergreen Park, but I'm just curious if anybody's discussed it because it sounds like when they bring this into a place, a suburb or something like that, they take a poll and put it like every second or third house down every block. So like every second or third house has an actual relay thing that sits there that's about six feet tall in front of our house that beams the 5G around. And what happened was in a couple of the like Western suburbs where they tried it out, like people are like protesting over it and stuff like that. And I kind of feel like the companies that are trying to do this are hitting small suburbs first. When I look at it, knocking on a door saying, Hey, you know, you want to try out 5g? We'll do this. We'll do that. And everything like that, because if they can get enough people into it, then it'll get like the big market of Chicago around them. Do you know if Evergreen's been approached? And if you guys like looked at like, like the pluses and minuses of that right now. And I kind of, 5G has been talked about a little bit, but we're not the guys that be the first one to dip our toes in the water. You don't want to be the guinea pigs for this. We're never going to do that. Right. Uh, I think our, our village board, we look back and we sit there and say, all right, we're not going to be the guy to say, hey, let's get it because he promised this A, B, C, and D. That will never happen with us. We will sit back and say, all right, have you done 80% or 50% of this or whatever? And then we'll communicate with Have you. Have you done tests as to whether or not this thing that's beaming something out? We what are the will effect, talk to other municipalities and find out what their right. experiences yeah, are. Yeah, are we, are we getting a, like, a, like a cluster of people saying, I'm getting headaches now all of a sudden? We run a me, very you know? conservative right. village. And if it doesn't make sense, we sit in the background, see, let, let, let Oakland do it. Let, uh, let somebody else try it. And then if it's successful, then maybe we'll look into it. If it's not successful, then we can say, good thing we didn't do it. Are you guys are you guys keeping an ear on this whole thing with some of these red light cameras? Everything's going haywire with them, and there's all these lawsuits. And I mean, Evergreen Park doesn't seem to be involved in it in any way, but you do no have, way, you no do how have one, you know? are we? You know, and there's a lot of issues on on that right. red light uh, camera. Um, thankfully, that uh, we're not involved in any of the nonsense that's going on. Uh, I know a few of those characters. I don't know them personally, I know them and politically, and I'm like. You know, it's just a bad deal. Uh, Here's the thing. If you're going to pull something like that, you're going to get caught eventually. No, there's very few politicians that get away with, like, like doing something dirty and they don't eventually get caught. You know? I mean, it, it, the, everybody list is, gets the list is long and distinguished of everybody who's been caught. They might get away with it for a while, but they get caught. So it's surprising to me that, like, people think they can kind of, they can, they can run some sort of a scam and somebody's not going to find them. It's, you're always going to, you know, we've had such a great, political uh run for years the only issue we ever had was in the 50s there's a i think the mayor tanner okay he had his finger in the tills interesting and, See, we're and, learning something. and, and, hannah, and peaked, hannah was on her cell phone there for the last three minutes like yeah. well chris is talking and, and the, you said that there was corruption in the 1950s and her ears perked up look at her down there she's yeah. super excited and uh, right she's like story tanner time. or tanzer and uh <laughs> You know, he was known to have his hand out a lot, and I think after he set the example, every mayor after that said, "There's no way I'm dealing with right, that." I'm not going to get. I'm not going to because you're in a right. Trick bag. Right. Everybody gets caught, and and Jim Sexton, when he became the mayor, he looked at me. He says, "We're going to run an honest, straight administration," and I'm not just blowing smoke to everybody here. This guy is as straight as any human being I've ever met in my life, because he's not going to go to jail for you know. 50 bucks, a thousand bucks, a hundred. Now, if you offered a guy 10 million, I don't know what anyone's going to do. Just kidding aside, we run a very straight, because again, as you alluded to, 
everybody gets caught. If they figure out these things are, are no not even smart. accurate or anything like that, I would imagine Evergreen Park would then take them down. If they actually like do enough investigation and figure out there's something not right with the cameras. But from what I understand, your police department actually reviews every one of the tickets at the one over at 87th and Kedzie. Every they, tic- actually, they, yes. they actually watch every one of them, so it's not arbitrary. They're watching it, right? So the process is, is that when the red light camera takes a, a photo of, a, a, of an offense... The company, it's it's filtered to Evergreen Park. We have a person or people on staff that review every single one before it's sent to it. So they could see the whole thing. They get like a little clip and it's like, did the car actually Listen. stop? Did the car roll through? They can actually, so they're watching what happened. It's not You're like. You're talking to the not, guy who got five of them on the 87 <laughs> kids. All right. Listen, the car has All to right? rock. I was told that by somebody very early on in the know. Like, make sure when you get to 87th and Kenzie, you actually make sure your car moves forward a little bit that shows you hit the brake totally because that's what they're looking for. I don't do a right turn on red. And cars are beeping at me. And I give them a signal that is, and I can't stay on the radio right now to tell them, I'm not going anywhere, sir. I'm not moving my car. So, yeah, I went in and I just, you know, when I... The first time it happened, I went there and go, ay, 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 and I go, let me that video. I got online. I go, oh, God. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Oh, Trusty goes walking in like, this camera's oh, broken. I'm Mark Marzullo, blah, blah, blah. And he looks at the video. He's like, yeah, they got me. Well, <laughs> the first thing is a village official, you have to do it better than everybody. So you can't call up the mayor or anybody and say, hey, you know, I'm a trustee. I'm, oh, no, that's the worst thing you can do in this town. Yeah. So you just, I just looked at him. I never, I just said, I can pay this online, click, and I'm done. I want a receipt so right. nobody says anything to me, right. and I don't do a right turn on red ever again. I don't care what the sign says. All right, so listen, I think what we learned on this episode is that uh, even though the world is going crazy, live your lives, Evergreen Park is prepared. Mark has told us that, uh, that they, are, they are keeping abreast on everything that is going on. Um, but, uh, trust me, I don't think if you drink too much whiskey that the germs will fall off of you, even though I've subscribed to that for years. So maybe it's true. I'm waiting for the CDC to say You're that. You're also though. the hypochondriac. Yeah, I am so. a hypochondriac. <laughs> I am a hypochondriac, but I did switch to Johnny Walker now since it was called the pandemic. Like I'm not even touching beer. I'm just drinking the straight stuff now, Hannah. So All right? the, the, the case of Miller Lite that you carried That's in. That's in case of an emergency. Okay. For okay. lockdown, I got to have spare alcohol if I oh, run out okay. of the booze. Okay? okay. I think ahead. I'm a planner. Mark Marzullo, I appreciate you coming down here. I want to tell well, everybody Thanks this. for having me. It's always my pleasure. Mark never knows what I'm going to ask. Doesn't make so a difference. So it's nice and fun, and we're joking around, and then I hit him up on 5G and red light cameras, and he is not prepared for anything that I say, and he handles it like a pro every time, and he keeps coming back, which is which is a testament to him and the and to Evergreen Park that they're not afraid to come out here and ask, answer any questions. And you're a good guy, too. And uh, once we turn off the microphones, we'll probably sit down here and have another pop because we got to kill the germs. I'm not a doctor, but I recommend you start drinking heavily. (laughs) You've likely heard of Core Fitness and Physical Therapy in Evergreen Park. They've even been on the EP podcast before, putting me through the paces doing Pilates. Well, now it's time for you to man up. Core Fitness and Physical Therapy is now offering a men's only mat class Wednesdays, 7.30 p.m. The class is designed to guide men through the principles of Joseph Pilates mat work in order to help increase core strength, range of motion, and performance in other fitness activities. $16 per class or $140 for a pack of 10. And women, Core is now offering women's health services, specializing in female-specific conditions such as incontinence, pre-postnatal care, and pelvic pain. Core gives you one-on-one care. 
inside of a facility that's much more like a spa than a clinic. Give them a call today, 708-422-0990, or visit corefitnesspt.com. The EP Podcast about to wrap up here live, our first ever experiment into a live broadcast. I think it went fairly well. There were a few things that I'm going to end up fixing and uh, working out. I think some of the audio on the stuff that we're playing back was a little garbled, and that's just as the equipment. I'm just going to have to work on getting some better stuff. I'll make a few orders. We'll get some stuff in here. We'll have it overnighted. We'll make things sound clearer next time we do it. We'll be live on Wednesday night on the EP Podcast. I'm thinking, I don't know. I mean, the world is so different right now. It might make sense to do it early because nobody's got anything to do. Uh, sometime around 7, maybe 7 o'clock I'll do it. I'll get it out there on Facebook and yeah, and all the other social media things. And then we're going to be doing it on Friday afternoons. And then the regular show is still going to come out on Monday. Everything will end up in podcast form at some point. But what I want to do is give people an opportunity as we're stuck inside of our homes because this is just going to become more and more bothersome. Just kind of nowhere to go, nothing to do. Everything's canceled. Kids are on top of you. Uh, you know, just, how many movies can I watch on Netflix? So we just want to give everybody a chance to, you know, talk to each other locally. You know, don't forget your neighbors are around. We'll still have conversations with people in the area. Well, I'm interested in your personal stories and what you're going through over at your house while I'm stuck over at mine. So that's why the EP podcast is going to go to multiple days a week. Hopefully everybody will enjoy that. We will be back on Wednesday night for a live podcast. If you want to be a part of the live podcast, let's say that you heard this version of the podcast in the regular form and you're like, wow, that was a long one. It was like an hour. He went for a long time. That's because we were live. If you want to hear the podcast as it's live and be able to participate in it, you have to get the Podbean app. Podbean.com. You can go to the eppodcast.com. You can go and look it up either way. Once you get yourself on there and you subscribe for free to the EP podcast, you will get a notification on your phone or your tablet or whatever you're using. Hey, we're going live. You'll be able to follow the fact that we're going live. So you get a notification specifically for that show. You'll get reminders, things like that. Thank you very much for the people that are saying thank you inside of the chat room. I appreciate all that you do. And thank you for listening to us. And please support your local businesses. That's the only thing I can ask for you tonight. Right now, there are a lot of people sitting around their kitchen table with their loved ones. And they're afraid that everything they've worked for over the last couple of years, putting together a business, and trust me, it is hard to put together a business, but I can only imagine what a restaurant or a bar is like. And they're sitting around right now trying to figure out if we don't have an income, how are we going to stay open? And what is going to happen to our house because we took out a mortgage on it so that we could open up the business? And trust me, this is happening to more owners of bars and restaurants than less of them. If you're allowed to go out and do takeout food, go get takeout food. I talked to the folks over at Unidad. I'm going to tell you something right now. They are doing everything they can to make sure it's clean and the people that walk in there are healthy. And the same thing over at the Red Pond and the same thing with every other place. If you've heard them here on the EP podcast, I've talked to them. And they are doing their darndest to make sure that they they are ready to serve you. And if you are able to take out takeout, and support your local businesses to keep them alive and afloat during this time. Uh, you're doing a good service for your community. And if you're also one of those people that's like, I don't want to leave my house, consider buying gift cards. Okay. Look them up online. They all have websites. Call up, buy a gift card. You know, buy the gift card now. If you would have gone out and you would have gone and gone out to eat on a Friday or a Saturday night, you're not going to do that now because you're sitting in the house. If you're able to, because I know some people are hourly employees and they're just as hurt right now because they can't go to work, 
But if you do have a job where they're allowing you to work from home and you're not getting hit financially in any way, and you would normally go out once or twice a month, buy a gift card. Buy it now so you can keep them afloat now. Use it in the summer when this thing is done. That that would be that would be what I would ask you to do. That's from me to you. And just look out for these people who have not only looked out for me and my little podcast here, but without them, Evergreen Park is not the same place. So take care of each other. Say a couple of prayers. Watch out for your family. You get a cough. Don't go outside. Stay in. Make sure we're all in this together. And don't forget that. This is the EP Podcast. We will see you very soon. Found everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the EP Podcast. Another show is wrapped up, another show's in the books, another show is wrapped up, and then by the looks it's gonna be a good one, and we'll see you next week, and the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com.